0: One, two, three. Harold and Brad, Windy City filmmakers. Harold and Brad, Windy City filmmakers. Harold and Brad. Three, two, one. What's going on y'all? Brad Stevens here for another edition of the Harold and Brad Windy City Filmmakers Podcast. Hey Steve, what's going on, brother? What's up? And you can call me A. <laughs> <laughs> we have a very special guest in the house, the super talented actor, director, Matt Miller. What's going on, my friend? Hey, how are you guys? Good to be here. We're pretty good, pretty good. So the first question we always ask people is, what's your connection to Chicago? And what kind oh, of love do you create?
1: My connection to Chicago. I first came to Chicago when I was a junior in high school as okay. part of a, a history class, and we came to see, uh, you know, we we came to see Northwestern and walk around that campus. And we also went to, you know, some of the, the usual haunts in Chicago, Second City, right. and we went to dinner at the Burgoff. And it was just kind of a magic, we took the train into into the city, which was also kind of magical. And it was just a, a really special first visit as uh, I think a lot of people have when they come to the city for the first time. And right. and then, uh, you know, every, every time in college that I came down with friends, usually to see comedy, they were just these magic nights. And, um, you know, I moved back to Ohio after college, but in the back of my head, I was always thinking, you know, I'd love to land in Chicago for a little while. Nice, yeah. And uh, cut to 20 years later, it's <laughs> it's, it's home, and uh, it's been a wonderful time here.
0: Okay, great, great, great. And what, what kind of art do you create?
1: Uh Well, these days, I I mean, this may be up to uh, uh, interpretation, but these days I make commercials primarily. I'm directing nice. commercials quite a lot. And that's been an education because there is quite a bit of art involved in right. telling a story that's coherence in 30 seconds or less. Really telling a story in about 24 seconds is usually what you have. So um, I, I've, I've actually found that that has made me a better... Um, teller of stories in other right. medium, So it's, it's made me a better theater director, it's made me a better, um, you know, director of films and, and TV uh, and, you know, web stuff, uh, just because you're you're way more responsible for the story thread right. in such a, a short amount of time uh, like you have in a commercial. So th- that was kind of an unexpected, <laughs> uh, an unexpected, uh, uh, skill to develop, but um, you know, these days I'm I'm doing a lot of commercial work, and I've I've enjoyed finding the the more artistic and creative aspects of that. Uh, you know, it's certainly it's commercials; it's not the same as <laughs> as right. making uh, true uh, uh, films and in uh, plays. But there is uh, there is artistic merit to it, and uh, that's been enjoyable for me to find.
0: So, and I want to talk about that a little bit because I look at, you know, we look at commercials. And yeah. so I'm looking at beginning, middle and end on some commercials in yeah. that short period of time. And there's a wow moment. You'll laugh or you'll you'll feel something. I felt something watching commercials. And so that that truly is a skill. Is it, it does it come from the writing per se or is it you also as a director getting in there and, and uh, and it's hard to switch up dialogue and commercials and those types of things but you have to get in there as a director and, and make that make that moment the worst people are going to feel and uh, do you work for that towards that
1: well for sure and the the challenge i mean it starts with the writing of course it it, it always starts with the writing and if the writing isn't there it's going to be very hard to make that moment that you just described happen where you you feel something you're connected to that, that person or that moment um, you know, in, in such a brief uh, uh, amount of time with it. I have found that, uh, you know, the the best things I've done have been truly collaborative in that the ad agency uh, that, that creates the script and the concept, the clients, um, my crew, uh, the actors that I've hired, Everybody's pretty collaborative and pretty um, pretty positive about the experience. I think it's it's easy to get cynical about commercials, and it's easy to get cynical about um, you know the idea of creating a story in order to to move some units. <laughs> but um, you know you you can find some some great um, some incredibly skilled uh, collaborators in the commercial sector and. and um, I've, I've learned a ton from working with production designers and um, ad writers who have been doing this for a year and have re- years and have really honed their craft so that they know exactly, you know, how much dialogue is gonna get them uh, into that sweet spot of 20, You know 24 seconds or so if it's a 30 second spot with enough time at the end for voiceover and a tag and um, you know hopefully what I'm bringing to it is assembling the right team I'm bringing the right people to the party to make this thing work Um, and you know hopefully I'm also bringing some extra value in in you know, asking them to think about some things they hadn't considered about their their commercial or their story uh, before I got involved, and and hopefully it's uh, you know in true improviser fashion a yes and situation where there's some good energy flowing back and forth, and um, you're able to you know elevate the story, but you know stay true to the brand promises and and straight stay true to. to You know the reason for them making that commercial which is hopefully to sell a specific product or advertise a sale or a service and uh, i love that challenge and i think it's a a really um it is a really creative endeavor um it it, it, i'm using all of the same skill sets that i use when i'm directing a play or um you know something else uh, something theatrical You just shot a commercial recently, right? Yeah, I, I shot one that's airing right now. Um, I shot a, a, a fall campaign for Lowe's. Um, you know, one is a family kind of getting ready for the ho- for you know Halloween, and right. there's a big inflatable Frankenstein, and it's <laughs> um, airing right now. Oh, funny story about that too. Yeah, <laughs> so, you know, like we're on set, we're running out of time, and I've got to get this shot with the kids and the dad, where this inflatable Frankenstein is, you know, being brought to life on the on the front yard, right. and we're we're racing the clock, and the kid, the kids are, you know, they're five and six, and they're squirrely, and it's the end of the day, and they're ready to go home, but I, I didn't, I didn't want them to see that inflatable Frankenstein before we did it, And right. So the dad the dad turns it on and it blows up and it's huge and the little kid i don't know if he was scared or or what but he gets up and the first thing he does is he punches it in the balls <laughs> and then he runs
0: and then he runs away
1: and and everybody's dying everybody's dying but uh but yeah that's not a take you can use <laughs>
0: So what was that experience like uh, shooting the commercial in the midst of uh, COVID-19? Like what what was the procedure
1: like? Yeah. you know, it was a good experience. I, I am fortunate to work with an excellent producer uh, in PJ Fishwick, who is uh, the head of production at Capgun, which is the, the production company that reps me uh, in Chicago uh, and, and um, you know, nationally. But uh, PJ is a, a brilliant producer and there have been a lot of, uh, you know, meetings with the unions about right. protocols and, um, you know, ways that we can keep people safe on set. Uh, and, you know, they, they involve everything from a COVID officer on set, checking temperatures and okay. people in as they arrive, to... Um, you know, more socially distanced pods, so you don't have everybody kind of on set at the same time. Right. You're working with uh, specific pods, and if an art department team needs to come in, that means um, you know the actors and the first team need to leave, and so you're you're really trying to keep people um, keep people distance as much as possible.
0: Uh, the,
1: the one the one sticky widget right now is still. Um, keeping actors safe. Right. When you start rolling, that is the challenge right now. Is is how do you keep actors safe? And um, really, the answer right now is testing. They need to test, be tested, and they need to be quarantined um, before they come to set. And right. uh, that's that's a hard thing, uh, production wise, to kind of account for with a limited pre production schedule. Yeah. Um, so that's that's the main. Uh, Way right now that I think actors are being kept safe. Or um, I did two projects this summer where we made the um, made the decision to cast people that were already quarantined together. So okay, right. We were right. casting families that were already quarantined together, and that way we didn't have to worry too much about exposure um, because they were already um, you know quarantined together. So. There have been some workarounds, but I, I do think moving forward, uh, you know, COVID is going to be with us for a long time. Yeah. And um, there are very good protocols in, in place to keep the crews safe. I think um, outside of testing, that that really is the, the standard right now in terms of how to keep actors safe. Because, you know, once once you start rolling and the masks come down, um, that's, uh, that's a whole different ballgame for actors.
0: And let me agree, because sometimes it's kind of scary because I've been out there since COVID, you know, Mm -hmm. on a few projects. And it's kind of scary to watch some of these people being uh, uh, inconsistent with masks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm I'm always attempting to stay back because, you know, home home life, I'd be quarantined
1: in the basement. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
0: If I got around anybody so i'm I'm like w-
1: always worried about bringing it home yeah there's a time where we we truly have to embrace the safety first uh, uh in mandate and you know there are certainly i think production companies that have done uh above and beyond work in terms of uh you know keeping their people safe and and then there'll always be those that do kind of the bare minimum and um you know, I'm I'm happy to say I've been working with folks that have really taken it seriously and have really, um, you know, done everything possible to keep people safe. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a challenging time, but it, you know, these kind of restrictions also um, also cr- you know foster creativity in a weird yeah. way. Right. Um, yeah. And I, and I've seen that happen too. Like I did a call, a whole callback session over Zoom. And you know what, it it wasn't horrible.
0: Okay, right, right.
1: <laughs> It wasn't horrible. Right. <laughs> and for actors especially, I feel yeah. like in some cases, that's really nice where you don't have to leave your house to have the callback. you don't have to invest in three hours of your day yeah. going down and finding parking and that, that whole, you know, rigmarole and I could still get what I needed to get out of that encounter and I think actors were able to connect with me enough so that they could you know get a sense for what I was um, trying to to direct them to do and you know I could see that happening again Um, regardless of uh, you know the the presence of COVID I could see that becoming a little bit more of an industry standard um, just because it is convenient.
0: Absolutely. Uh, you just talked about the directing. So you direct the theater a, a lot. How, how much of theater uh, directing have you done, and how has that translated or helped you into, into television and film?
1: Yeah, I started directing plays. I think the first short play I directed in Chicago was in uh, in, in 2000. Uh, I started, I moved to Chicago in 99. And I interned in the, at the Goodman Theater in their uh, casting department. And uh, the casting director at the time, Tara Alonso, uh, really encouraged me to try my hand at directing. And so I did uh, Co- CollaborAction's uh, sketchbook festival. CollaborAction is a, a lovely theater company still around, still kicking. Nice. And uh, they ran an awesome um, short play festival for many years. And uh, I participated in the first two, I think, and um, you know that first that first uh, season or that first festival, rather. Um, you know, I just kind of hit lightning. I had the right people and the right cast and the right script, and um, you know, we we won best actress and we won uh, best director for myself, and it was a big light bulb moment for me of like, oh, this is this is all the things I enjoy. Nice. <laughs> I, I love telling stories and I love that feeling of assembling the team to, to tell a story in a way that, you know, in a way that's specific and um, uh, and fun. You know, after that began to shift my focus away from acting to casting and directing. And so right. over the next, you know, 15 years or so, I directed I'd say on average about a play a year is, is, you know, some years were more than that and some were less. (laughs) Um, but, uh, you know, as a director, it's, um, it's uh, a little bit of a slow burn getting a reputation and getting, getting the opportunity, um, in creating those opportunities for yourself to, um, you know, make mistakes and, and, and grow from them. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a challenging <laughs> it's a challenging job uh, and that's partly what i love about chicago too is like it's a great training ground for directors right. you can make you can make shows here and if they're good people come yes. and people you know lots of people come and if they're bad they just kind of go, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> and, and but but I mean that's an important aspect though too. Like they they don't ruin your career, right? Like they do in L.A. or New York necessarily. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't in New York, especially just the the amount of money involved to put up a modest production now is is uh, hugely prohibitive for you know young artists. So. Right. Uh, so that's one of the wonderful things about Chicago is that a lot of bad art gets made right that's that's, that's a sign of a healthy scene I think is that <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff happening and and you know it gives artists the chance to experiment and to learn and um, you know and also there's a lot of really great art that gets made and right I think I think that's the the hallmark of a healthy scene and, and that's partly why I love Chicago is that. You can have a few hundred dollars and a good idea and put on a show. And if it's good, people will come.
0: Ooh la la Yeah.